Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. And welcome to the RPG Show. This is a show we rate, review, and talk about RPGs and the like and shit and whatever we want to do. I'm your host. My name is Brent. And with me today, I have Nick Glunton for Punishment Gantner. How you doing, man? That applies to many things in my life, from relationships to video games. So. Yeah, well, what we have in store for you today is me and Nick, we watched all three of the Final Fantasy feature-length films, so that would be uh, Final Fantasy V, Legend of the Crystals, Final Fantasy VII, Advent Children, and Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Um, I don't know why we thought that was a good idea or what. Well, we're on Final Fantasy theme month, two months or whatever. So Yeah, we are working on Final Fantasy VII. That review should be out next week where we talk about that Jimmy Junk. That'll be a nice, uh, girthy episode. What do you say? Jimmy Jock and not Dilly Dally, Sally, whatever the fuck it was. Oh, Dilly Dally, Shilly Shally? Yeah, whatever. God damn it. What the fuck? All right. Uh, in case Nick's sounding a little different than he normally does, he is live in studio with me because he cared to brave um, the wild outdoors and watch the last two with me. So um, we can all say thanks to Nicholas for that one, I guess. I don't, I don't really know. You're very welcome. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't expect it to happen again. No. I thought we were friends, Nick. You thought wrong, Brent. Go fuck yourself, Nick. <laughs> All right. So, I guess, first things first, Um, let me pull it up. We went and saw Deadpool, but without, like, giving any real spoilers for Deadpool, uh, tell me... Uh, how how you felt about Deadpool, Nick, while I pull up this thing here that's not t- going that fast? My opinion of Deadpool is that if you are aware of who Deadpool is and what his character is about uh, and you're a fan, then you are going to be a fan of this film. If you are more of a film snob and you're into movies for being films as like an art piece, uh, I recommend you avoid this movie because none of the shots were really you know, innovative or anything. It was just kind of like face shot, face shot text, like whatever dialogue there was, there was dialogue. And then the action scenes were kind of mm-hmm. just, you know, generic action scenes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was definitely a wild ride for a fan of Deadpool. And I, I would give it like an eight or nine out of 10. Kind of thing, so. Oh, that's the, uh, my, uh, my feelings are likewise. I think it was a perfectly apt Deadpool movie, um, since we're on the topic of movies, but what I wanted to pull up is we had a, a review on iTunes that we missed this one. Um, for all our international listeners, yes, we still want you to leave ratings and reviews. I have a service that collects those and sends them to me once a month. So I might not, we might, might not get to them as soon as they, um, pop up, um, 
but we will get to them. So this one is a five stars from Wilson3387 in the UK. He says, listen to nearly all the shows back to back over a few days. Wow, that's dedication. And he said he loved all of them. Listening to this is like talking about games with your mates. Fantastic podcast. The only downside, and this is for Nick here, is they haven't got round to any of the Breath of Fire games yet. Huh. Huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, what? I, I've been harping on that, Brent, you know, forever. So I, I well, know. well, we're going to get to them. Thank you, Wilson, for the five-star review. We don't, really appreciate don't that. Don't worry, Wilson. We'll get to it. And then we will, I will definitely uh, honor you by mentioning you again when that comes up. I think... I think when we do get around to them, like we should just like chain chain bang those fuckers. Uh, or well, are we stopping at four or five? Uh, what 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 do you recommend? You're the Breath of Fire guru here. Uh, if we're gonna be playing the Breath of Fire series, what I would stop with is four. If we're going to be because five doesn't count. Five it's doesn't not, count. It's a Breath of Fire na- game in title only. Like I wouldn't even say a name only because it's. It doesn't do justice to the name Breath of Fire at all. It's in it's Breath of Fire in title only. I will give you that much is how I think about it. It's a it's a I would say it's like a, maybe an average to above average game, like maybe a six out of ten. But it's not like it's as not, as part of the series. It's not really. It's, they pretty much discard any of the mythos. Okay. They, they reuse the two characters that appear in every single game, Nina and Ryu, mm-hmm. and they're. There is there's a dragon in there, but I they punish you for using the dragon transformation, which is the whole point of Breath of Fire mm-hmm. to transform the goddamn dragon to kill shit because Ryu is typically the incarnation of a dragon, mm-hmm. and he can change into a million different types like mm-hmm. fire, lightning, whatever, berserk, noble, Kaiser, and then like oh every time you like oh god in this game you have a time limit you have to beat the game a certain amount of time as soon as you unlock the dragon ability. Like every step you take adds like point zero one percent to your counter, and when it hits a hundred, the dragon takes over and you get game over. Every time you turn in the dragon, you get like five percent added to your thing. Every attack you do adds like three percent, some bullshit like that. So the only time you can actually use the dragon form is on the final fight. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, why the hell even bother? Why even bother? Wow, that's pretty intense. So if you want to play that, we can. Uh, no, I think one through four sounds fantastic. I think you'll enjoy it. Also, they were they were promoting, re like playing through it multiple times really heavily because as you go through the game, doors and paths are blocked off because you're not a high enough level ranking in mm-hmm. the because they like your character starts off with like this grunt rank mm-hmm. and then like there's all the kinds of ranks in the game, but every time you mm-hmm. beat the game or have to restart, I think. Mm-hmm. Because you can get game over and then just restart the game over with mm-hmm. all your items and levels and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every time you do that, you get ranked and your rank will go up. Mm-hmm. And you can fluctuate, go up and down depending on how well you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the higher you rank, the more paths and stuff open. So the more plot you get, the more dialogue mm-hmm. you get, the more treasures and items you get. Mm-hmm. But you got to play through the game like eight fucking times. Wow. So, well, yeah. I mean, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> One through four is my recommendation. <laughs> are they are they very long? Like, no. I, I mean, don't, is I don't think so. Like, well, we could probably do in four months, knock them all out. Okay, all right. We'll look into it. I mean that that sounds like a fun idea, just to like gangbang the Breath of Fire series, just like get them roll through them. I mean, I don't know, because I mean, most of them do. Most of them have a continual story, or no? No, they're all they all share the same type of mythos. Mm-hmm. To an extent, where like 
there was a world with dragons. Mm-hmm. It kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, Ryu mm-hmm. was kind of the last one left. Mm-hmm. And then the villains are different in each game. Okay. They're typically opposed to the dragons returning kind of thing. Okay. So uh, I don't want to get any spoilers, but uh, they're all like the two main characters appear in every single game. Um, and the battle system is typically just about the same in each one. Like mm-hmm. nothing really changes too much. They, they, they change a couple things in the later games, but um, like they're different stories. I think they're set in the same universe or something. Uh, but nothing is a carryover really plot wise from one game to the next. It's all just uh, like different stories in different eras, I suppose. Um, just with the same kind of characters and them kind of going through it. So, okay, all right. Well, uh, that'll do then for that. Uh, thank you, Wilson three three eight seven for the review. Um, we encourage everyone to leave us a five-star rating and review. Even if you don't think we're worth it, leave us a four or three. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, I'll con- Unless you're trolling. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you leave a one and you have general, like, legit criticisms, we would like to hear it because we could always use the criticism to improve the show. Yeah. However, if your one-star rating is like, these guys suck dicks, then... That's not that's, constructive. That's not constructive. Doesn't help. I mean, maybe we do, but it doesn't really help the show. So. I mean, unless it pays for equipment. I guess. See, we do it for crack cocaine, not for the money. So maybe we should change. I that. do it for the jollies. I don't know about you. Oh, you just do it for the jollies. See, Still I gotta get something j- out of it. <laughs> L- literally, not just the orgasm, but I gotta get something for it too. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we've we've um, procrastinated uh, getting into these movies enough. Uh, I guess what we'll do is you order from release. Well, no, uh, I guess we'll just do the order that, I mean, if you want to, I mean, we, yeah, we can do order of release. So what would that be? Uh, oh shit. Shit's going off. You could do, um, legend of the crystals, then spirits within, then no, it's yes. Then advent children last. Sure. All right. So first up on the chopping block then would be, um, legend of the crystals. This was released as like a four part series like three 30 minute sections. And I want to say it's like between 96 and 97. You really can't find it anywhere. Me and Nick had to watch it in its entirety on YouTube. Um, but, uh, let's do this. Uh, Nick, what are some things that did work for you in this movie? Uh, I liked the pacing. Yeah. To an extent, like it was kind of weird at first Mm -hmm. because shit just, one after another. Oh yeah, it's no... it's like landing feet down on a treadmill. Like you either start running and keep up, or you're just gonna hit your face and never get back up again. I can I definitely like that analogy. That works. Um, I also like Pretz as a character. Yeah. Because I don't know he's a sarcastic asshole, and I like that about characters, kind of. Uh, so. I think I said when we were watching, he reminds me of Sokka from like the last Airbender series, where he's kind of he's kind of quippy. He's not entirely competent. But at the same time, like he's gonna give everything his a hundred percent of his his effort without like a lot of times without even really thinking, like just charge straight into no, this needs to be done, let's do it yeah. kind of attitude. Um, anything else that really stands out for you? Um, I guess the, I like the animation. Okay, the style, uh, like the, the art design and the styling mm-hmm. and everything. Um, the music. 
See, because you never played Final Fantasy V, and a lot of the scores not not completely. I've, I've remixed played remixed versions of okay. the songs from there. So I like I'd be like, hey, that's the overworld theme, or that's the battle theme, and like okay. the boss theme. Like, yeah, well, I could cool. tell a lot of them were like they felt appropriate, like they would have been, like you know that kind of thing. Um, and why don't you run us through the plot? What was the real plot? Because it's very uh, it's it can be condensed in a few sentences, really. Okay, so pretty much what's going on is like you start the film. And this old dude who happens to be a descendant of Bart's or Butts or Bats, as the movie or the OVAs, I guess, call him. Um, he's like, oh, there's a disturbance in the force. The wind mm-hmm. crystal's got some issues. Uh, we we got to go check it out. So he gets his granddaughter. I think it's his granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Lena. Lily. L something. Yeah, I don't, Lena. I don't really remember. Um, Linnea, Linnea, it uh, doesn't matter. Continue. Yeah, so they go. They're going off to explore and figure out what's going on with the Ren Crystal. Uh, before they leave, they're running the Pretz. I guess him and the Chikibu are having. Some... I think he just has a crush on her, and well, so he's going to follow. Crush on him too, sort of. Oh, I guess. She's like, but I kind of like him, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so they go off, do that stuff. Uh, then we find out some aliens kind of come in, and they're uh-huh. like speaking in reverse. English or something? I don't know. It sounded like reverse something. It's something was in reverse. It was um, obvious. Something and then was there's backwards. Like, there's one dude speaking English, and he's like, "You got to collect the crystals. We've already have three out of the four, and then blah blah blah." So obviously, we learned that there's something going after the crystals. Some force, some evil force. Uh, on the way to the crystal thing, the group runs into these pirates that are it's, it's Rouge's pirates. Yeah, it's it's and, it's a it, they're lady pirates. There's one. I guess she's supposed to be sexy lady that's in charge of the thing, and the rest are like these big burly ladies that have like essentially leather bikinis and cat top, cat cat head tops. It's all bondage gear. I'm it's all sure. it's a hundred percent bondage gear, except for like the red sunglasses. I don't. Yeah, th- they're all clones of each other, and they got really husky voices. So yeah. I'm like, uh, are you are we sure these are females? I don't know. No, it, they were definitely females because <laughs> they had der boobies. Uh, uh yeah. So. There's some mannequins happen there. So anyway, they get the crystal. The crystal goes into Chikibu, and her butt starts glowing randomly. The, no for reason. some reason, when her powers from the crystal activate, her butt glows. Legitimately, there is a scene in the movie in which she blasts a ray of light from her ass. Yes, and the whole time we're looking at each other like, "Is this happening? What are we watching? This is this is this is I I couldn't handle it. I really couldn't. Uh, so. Essentially, uh, they get the they get the crystal. Uh, they get kidnapped by the pirates. They break. That's chapter two. They break out of the pirates' place. Uh, then they go find a dragon so they can fly to the black moon, which is where the evil guys are at, mm-hmm. and then stop them from taking over the world, kind of thing. And that's that's basically it. I mean, yeah. like she gets kidnapped at one point, and then the crystal goes into uh, Pretz. Pretz at one point. There's a ghost of Sid's grandson Mid, or they pronounce it Mead. Um, and, and yeah, you're like, I didn't catch his name and you kept saying mead. I'm like, you want alcohol? Like, I don't know what you want, Brent. <laughs> it's spelled M I D, but they pronounce it mead. So I feel like I should pronounce Sid seed every now from now on. I really get it. Um, but, uh, and that's basically it as far as the story goes. I mean, if I were to say some things that I liked about it, I liked, uh, I, I'm with Nick. I like the pacing. Like it's at a hundred percent. 100% of the time there are very few lulls in what's actually happening it's it's very matter of fact from we're going from this to this to this to this now it's not the most effective or best storytelling method but it sure made for one entertaining uh, viewing because 
like me and Nick, thirty minutes, or we don't even really understand what's going on, but we're on board. We're we're just right there with you. I was more excited about this than the other two films we had watched. I know. So I mean, uh, I liked the, a lot of the character designs. They're very they're very uh, that sort of era of anime. They're very appropriate to that era of anime, um, and uh, it, I think it had some very funny parts to it. I think uh, there a few parts that made me laugh out loud. There are some jokes that fall flat. Um, like he cuts the monster's head off and said he's got a splitting headache, like that kind of shit does to be happen. Fair, that was on the first five minutes of the the whole experience, and then he gets better. He does the get jo- better. The jokes get better. The jokes get better. He grows on you. Um, but uh, so I mean, I think that's really. I mean, what didn't work for you? Uh, the voice acting on occasion. Yeah. Some of it, especially the main characters, were really grating mm-hmm. to listen to. Um. Well, I feel like a lot of the early um, imported anime, like of the 80s and 90s, it felt like the American voice actors are trying to imitate like the the level of pitch in the Japanese voices instead of giving instead of imitating the voice um, affectations that the Japanese voice actor did. They 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 try to do that instead of doing that. They should have come up with their own affectations for the character, I think would be more appropriate. Yeah. In most cases, I guess I guess you're right. It can't be helped. It was a sign of the times. Anime is not that big. No. Yet. So mm-hmm. I guess that can be forgiven. Um, the lack of character custom, like not customization. What the hell am I talking about? Uh, this differences. But yeah. Well, character growth is what you're saying. Yeah. Like they, they end the same person as they start as, yeah. I mean, it, it even ends in the final joke is because her her grandpa doesn't like um, Pretz. And he's like, you got a little respect for me now, old man? He's like, no, let's not take it too fast. And like, then like, don't goes, expect no miracles. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only character that changes is the guy that's in charge of the military thing, okay. falls in love with the pirate chick. And you see him at the end in one of the leather bondage two-piece bikinis as part of her pirate crew. So yeah, it's something else. That's, um. the, <laughs> that's really the only character that undergoes any change change um i didn't like the fact that the villain doesn't really seem very threatening no he really didn't like, like he he shows that he only really shows up full force towards the end into a final fight and then that's basically it he's not and he doesn't really even feel that menacing throughout it feels almost like the the dangers of each of the temples they go to are almost as threatening as his little robot drones yeah because we don't even see them until what halfway through yeah like, they don't start being attacked by the robot things until halfway through yeah um, and then it felt like they stole from Akira, but I, I don't know if Akira was before or after this. Oh, Akira would have been before this. Uh, because the villain, as soon as he absorbs the power of the crystals of the universe or whatever the hell it is, starts like his body starts like this morphing and becoming tumorous and cancerous. And, and well, it becomes and, more fleshy is what it does. But well, I mean, I was, think it, he existed as like a head and a torso. Right. And then there's like mm-hmm. some ribcage action going on. Well, and, he was like, he, he was kind of cyborgy, but then he became this okay. big, like, I don't know. I uh, I liked it, the design of him, even though like it was kind of because again we watched this on YouTube, so we didn't have full fidelity of the image. So some of the some of that could have been lost. I mean, I as far as I could tell through it, it might have been some of the like it could have been that the resolution made it hard to pick up on some of the finer details of his his character um, design. I mean, I thought he looked cool, but I agree with you that he didn't seem... He was he was very cliche villain, like just in the darkness, ha, 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 I will destroy the world. Now I'm super powerful. What are you going to do about it? Oh, no, you beat me. What? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's basically it. I mean... Yeah, 
then the name that he chose as his evil name raw death, death and then death guide guiden or something guiden like, i don't know like bjyn might as well have been yeah like, it was okay. i don't know the, the naming was pretty dumb but that's also that tends to be a case in a lot of early final fantasy games yeah. like they have some really dumb na- names like as much as we look back at a name like x death and go yeah it's kind of cool but at the same time it's like x death that's really all you got it's like literally a spell in some games yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's like more stuff, but I'd be nitpicking. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, and we got three films to cover, so I mean, uh, as far as where it stands, would you recommend other people? So, if they've played Final Fantasy V, would you recommend they see this movie? Uh, I mean, I recommend you see this movie regardless if you played Final Fantasy V. Okay, that's my next question is because this has very tenuous connection. Yeah, to the world of Final Fantasy V because it takes two t- takes place two hundred years afterwards. Mm-hmm. The only recurring character is Mead, mm-hmm. um, except for like the you get like some silhouette background images of like Bart, Scalif, Ferris, Rena, everybody else occasionally mm-hmm. when they're mm-hmm. talking about all the heroes and they, mm-hmm. they kind of pop up. Um, so you don't really need to know anything about the Final Fantasy V to go going into this to mm-hmm. follow whatever plot exists. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I, I would recommend everybody give it a watch if you're a fan of Final Fantasy. Okay. I mean, if you, I, I would say, I would say if you were a fan of late nineties anime, watch it. I think it's, it's very par for the course for late nineties anime. I mean, it's all, I mean, there are a few standouts from that, that, that era, but at the same time, like, I think it's, it's pretty par for the course. Um, if you were to, I mean, we always give things like, was it one through five is our scale so what what would be our our movie criteria like uh story story art music and experience what if we we did uh like plot cinematography and audio okay would that be enough sure so what would you give plot plot uh and is that five right yeah yeah i think i'm right there with you i mean i like the speed at which they go through so because they obviously they have a lot of sort of world building and characters to introduce and a lot of things going on and they have to do it really fast Mm -hmm. um even though the overarching story is very very hollow there's not a whole lot of substance there but they have a lot of things to to info dump really fast at periods because they kind of just want to get back to the fighty fighty stuff and it felt like sort of like fetch questing yeah. the whole time. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it, it it did feel very reminiscent of early Final Fantasy games where it's like, go get this crystal, go get this crystal, go get this crystal final boss yeah. side kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, I would probably write there with you like two, maybe two and a half for the plot. Yeah. Um, cinematography, uh, some of the uh, action, I think the action sequences were ha- handled pretty well. There wasn't a whole lot of um, like, uh, real fast transitions on a lot of the uh like fight scenes they did reuse a lot a few loops as far as when the space battle like i think they cut back to the the same cannon fire blow up drone fire laser the double shot like three or four times during the air battle but again that's that's something you see a lot of during that era of animation because they're trying to animate more for cheaper so um but again not an excuse so cinematography i don't know maybe a two two and a half okay. i mean because i mean 
I don't know if we'd consider character design and cinematography. Well, because we don't have anywhere else to put it. Uh, if we put it in there, then I that would probably bump it to a three. Yeah, I was gonna say a three myself because I like the design to the, for the most part. I mean, they copy pasted sort of all mm-hmm. of the female pirates except yeah. for the leader one. Well, no, they the they had very some of them. Some of them had ears. Some of them didn't. Really, and some of them yeah, had. I kind of blocked them all out. I some was of like, them had all the same. Some of them had women. like the right arm covered. Some of them had the the left really? arm covered. Like, Damn. but it wasn't it wasn't a lot. It was okay. it was very sort of like it might have just been like. Uh, continuity error kind okay. of like okay. artist slip ups, but there were differences. It it wasn't uh, I, it wasn't that my mistake. Know. My mistake. Then I take the point back from that. Um, yeah, but yeah, the it felt like almost like if you had seen a '90s anime, you were watching another '90s anime. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing seemed too original about the whole cinematography, mm-hmm. but it wasn't bad. I didn't no. find it lacking. Like there was nothing that I'm like, oh man, they should have retouched that or. Mm-hmm. Uh, like gone over like oh that scene could have been done this way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just felt kind of average yeah. or above average, I guess. Would yeah. be three. So. Yeah. Um. All right. Then as far as audio, so that would be voice work and music. I will do and sound effects. I guess I'll do three again. The three because as jarring as some of the vocals were, mm-hmm. uh, the, the voice acting was. It wasn't like bad i guess you know like it was it was like, mediocre like, i mean i'm not it was... like listening to it like fuck turn this shit off yeah it was like it, at first it was like uh what am i listening to and then because they were talking really fast as soon as you adjust to the speed at which things are moving mm-hmm. you do a lot better because i mean they are delivering lines and talking extremely fast yes like it is it is this movie is moving at fucking breakneck pace so once you once you adjust and you keep up then it's fine i, I see what you're saying i mean um uh, go continue. What's okay. your point? Uh, and then the other, other thing is the audios, uh, the music tracks. So, uh, as a, somebody who's played Final Fantasy V, mm-hmm. a lot of them re brought back like nostalgia a little bit for mm-hmm. me. Uh, so, like like I said before, I was like, oh, I heard this, I remembered it. There was that weird one when they're on the way to the moon. Oh, that moon, the, dude, I totally forgot about that, that fucking that marching, marching band, band thing. <laughs> like it's supposed to be like their charge into the final battle, battle music, but it totally sounds like a high school marching band. It was, that was okay. I will say that was horrible. It was, like it was it was distracting enough like now i'm not a person that does it often but we were both sitting and i was like nick what is this music what what, is, what am i listening to right now and he stopped whatever he was because i think he was on his phone or something he was, he was like what is it's like it's like a drum line like what is that yeah. like it was yeah, that was it, pretty bad I'll, i will dock that then it's 2. like 5, the like the 2. fighting 5. tigers are getting ripped to a piece of paper or something like i don't i didn't uh, get it so yeah, it was, uh it was bad so yeah this like this the stuff the remixes were good uh, but nothing mm. memorable, I would say, about any of the the score for this film. Yeah, I mean, um, I would probably give it a two for that. I mean, since I don't have any sort of connection to the music, I thought some of it was okay. Some of the sound effects were a little weird. Again, with the the voice acting was, uh, I would say it's par to subpar in some some cases. Um, so I mean, it's just two. I mean, it's not the worst. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing to jump up and down and write home about. So. But uh, let's add, let's, I think we should add another category: enjoyability. Enjoyability. Okay, so that would be like our overall experience yeah, category. Sure, 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 sure. So for overall experience, I think I'd give it a three, three and a half. I don't know if that would hold. I think it would diminish on subsequent views. Okay. I think the first view as an experience 
was kind of fun, but I don't know if I could sit down and watch it over and over and over again. I think I probably would. It probably would diminish on subsequent views because yeah. because we were not. I, I think it, I think it's due to our expectations going in. Mm-hmm. The fact that the only place we could have found the movie was to watch it on YouTube. There's the Wikipedia page is like a fart worth of information like there's literally nothing on this it was very hard to find information on this movie so um it just and that it's that and when people talk about final fantasy movies they're talking about spirits within and having children nobody really ever says anything about legend of the crystal so i went in kind of ready for some really sort of slow sluggish dumb anime ripoff trying to cash in on final fantasy money but then it was just this balls to the wall like 15 year old girl fucking weird panty shots all the time you're firing butt light there's like weird bondage pirates like the the space the spaceship looked like a fucking uh like cloister but painted pink firing steam moving along i it was so crazy and over the top that i i found it incredibly enjoyable so Three and a half, I think. I don't know what I would give it. I will also give it a three and a half. Uh, because as you were saying, like, like I was like, fuck, I gotta watch this shit movie. Like, yeah. nobody's ever heard of this. The animation, just from, like, the cover, I'm like, it looks a little bit too dated. I don't know. Like, I like old anime sometimes. Mm-hmm. But then some of it was just really bad. And mm-hmm. I was expecting this to be one of those really bad ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Like, it took a bit of time for me to warm up to it. Like, the first 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, fuck, what am I watching? I, I know I know the turning point for us, because we're both, like, 15, 20 minutes into the movie. Or we had been, we were just watching. We didn't know how far along we were. We're watching it, and we're like, what is going on? And Nick turns to me, he's like, how much longer is this movie? And we paused it, and we're like, fuck, we've watched 30 minutes already? Mm-hmm. It feels like we've watched five minutes of movie. And I think it both kind of it clicked in both of our heads, like... Okay, we need to change our, mo- our like our perception on how shit's rolling in this movie, and yeah, I think I it's went from being just judgmental to just being like, I'm just gonna try to enjoy it. Yeah, I'm and enjoy it. the ride, and that will, that's definitely the key. If you're going into this like judging it straight away, then you're it's gonna be a bad time. Park your expectations at the door. Exactly. It just if you, it's just fun. It's just a good fun film, or I guess, yeah, definitely main character is good for a couple laughs. Uh, it's definitely. Like, as Brent was saying, odd in mm-hmm. a lot of places. And uh, like I said before, I definitely recommend at least one viewing. Uh, and I would not mind actually seeing more of this particular group of characters in, in a, like, a different world. Yeah, like, if it was an ongoing series, I'd probably watch it. Yeah. So, all right. On to the next one. Boy, oh, boy. Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Oh. Okay. Well, what I would say about this one. <laughs> um. So... This this was uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi. I can always have trouble with his name. This was his his brainchild. This is something a project he wanted to do, and it took a lot of time and effort for him to get the funding and go ahead to do this. Now there's a reason we don't hear a lot of Sakaguchi out of Square anymore. I mean, he was a big name for a lot of Square um, Square's games, one through five in particular, and then into um, you know some of the later games he took over a lot of. Uh, managerial roles but after spirits within we really he kind of got sent over to the hawaii team and we didn't hear a whole lot out of him because this game was really uh, not game this movie was released in 2001 and it was a huge bomb they lost something like 
93 million dollars on this movie the the budget was 135 and they got 85 in box office but once you talk about you include marketing budget into Uh, that okay fair enough they lost a ton of money on this movie um and it to this date it is still the most expensive video game movie ever made yeah i can imagine even after inflation that's well it's it's, i I would say it's well deserved because the one of the positives about this film is definitely the animation holds up really well. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stand counterpoint to that. I think it is in that weird 2001 realm of Uncanny Valley, where it is they they went too hyper realistic instead of stylizing it a bit. Because I think we learned before we got some of the um a lot better particle physics and a lot more fluid with hair and skin and that kind of stuff. There was this period of time where it looked super realistic, but it wasn't quite there. So it come off as creepy. And there's a lot of scenes where like the hair movie doesn't do right or their lips don't move right when they talk. And it comes off as unsettling um, a lot for me. Okay. Okay. Because I'm one of those people that that uncanny valley thing kind of kind of weirds me out. Throws you off. I got you. So um, I'm not saying that the CG's bad. I think with what they had at that period of time, I think it's excellent. Now, um, the reason this movie ended up did costing so much is because the the technology was changing so rapidly when they were making the film that they actually had to go back and remake like a third of the film because the difference in how stuff was looking at the end of the film towards the beginning of the production was night and day so they actually had to go rework a lot of it um that's interesting information so but just to compare it to what we were getting out of cg at the time a few games that were released in 2001 you were looking at burnout uh, Halo, Red Faction. So these, this is the real-time 3D rendering we had out of your average computer. So not even close when you, you think about yeah. it. Um, and a lot of this was, I mean, we consider a movie pre-rendered, but they were using um, some ungodly number of workstations and computer bays to render this movie. It was like a farm of like 2,000 PCs. Yeah, it was, like it was some, it's something crazy like that. But to compare it against special effects, and this is short, these are very short special effects that these movies use, but 2000, other movies released in 2001, like Harry Potter and the first Lord of the Rings movie were also, which heavy special effects movies. Um, so it, it just goes to show what they were why the vision was there um now i want to ask you this question before we go into sort of the plot what worked for us what didn't work for us and that kind of thing do you think this movie would have come off better if they had waited another five or six years to do it i know it would have been cheaper it would have been it would have been a lot cheaper Mm -hmm. um i would say no no, no, because unless they make significant changes to the flow of the film and the mm-hmm. plot, mm-hmm. it still would have bombed, even yeah. if it looked even better than it does. Because I still think it looks fantastic mm-hmm. for its time. It looks a lot better than some CG in like PS4 games mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, yes, Brent, it does. I don't know. It does. It does. It still looks pretty good. I th- I'm not. I'm saying it holds up. I, th- I think it still looks pretty good, but I don't know if I would compare. All right, I haven't seen a whole lot of PS4 games, so I granted, but I don't know. I think some of the, like there's a lot of better rendering on a lot of things now. Sure, like there's better like effects and everything, but 
it still looks like super hyper realistic and i'm all about that it's it's like i think it's fantastic what they did what they okay. were able to accomplish okay so. all right well let's talk about what they didn't accomplish would you mind breaking down the plot on this one for me nick Am I going to do all the plots, or are you just going to do the? I'll do Evan Jonas' plot because I couldn't sure, tell you, you can what explain the. Explain that better than I could. I can't explain this plot to you. I've okay. seen, I've seen, I, I've seen the movie in recent memory, and I, I honestly couldn't really tell you what was. All happening. right, so what you've got is we're doing one of the typical. You jump in halfway through, the plot line. Okay. The films or stories, so you get, uh, Chicky Boo has just, uh, they've her and her group or whatever have found five spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's looking for the sixth one. So she, we start the film. She's kind of in space, having a dream about some aliens or whatever. We don't know what the hell's going on, and we don't really ever find out. But we go through. She's on. She's in her spaceship. She goes to old New York, mm-hmm. um, and gets out. And she's looking for this this thing on her wrist. She shoots out these like orange. I want to say it's a flare, but it drops like these little snow falling orange little spheres that fall to the ground. Mm-hmm. And then we keep going. And then she keeps doing it every time she enters a new open space. And we find out that they are used to detect the ghost creature things that are popping up now and chasing her down. Then this, uh, this attack team of heavily armored assault guys come in. And they start shooting at the ghost dudes. And they're like, mm-hmm. stop where you're at. And she's like, no, I got to find this thing. And she goes and finds it. And it's a plant. And the dudes are like, we're fucking risking our lives for a plant right now. What is this bullshit? They get out. Uh, then we, the plot starts happening at this point. Mm-hmm. We start finding out that. I would like to take it aside. That an observation I made in this movie is a lot of things only happen because they chose to do something. Yeah. There are very few bad things or anything that furthered the plot due to whatever the current impending issue is um, that happened without the protagonists or main characters actively doing something. Like if they hadn't, then this X, Y, or Z would have never happened. So like she never would have been assaulted and chased if she hadn't fucking hit her thing on her wrist. There's a part later where they scan him on the way in. If they, he see he was fine until they fucking put the scanner on him and then shit goes down and he almost dies. Yeah. Then later on the movie, uh, president cunt block or whatever his name is, is like, well, we're going to make this serious and decides to let the spirits in the city. Like, well, the reason for that, well, I'll get into that. You'll so, get that, but I'm just saying, like, there's, like, that, I was like, if nobody did anything. Well, that's, that's how people, that's how this world works now, on Earth. I guess. Nothing bad would happen if people weren't fucking around with shit they shouldn't be fucking around with. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, uh, Brent got to that part a little bit before I did. They get back to the base, she's, she's under, she's incarcerated, and they do the scan to make sure nobody's infected with the phantom crap. Uh, turns out he is, so she saves his life. Uh, then they go on. Her and her doctor mentor have to do this presentation about how they found the Gaia spirit and it's going to save the world. They just have to find eight spirits to match the wavelength of the phantom wavelength. To neutralize so them out. Because yeah. two equal wavelengths will cancel each other out. And so the general of the military in this particular location, which is New York, um, is like, fuck, what is this? Like this fairy tale bullshit? No. We've got this new Zeus cannon, and we're going to burn the motherfucking shit out of these ghost things. We know they're in the nest is. We're going to blast the fuck out of them. And then she's like, uh, no. We know this works because it's working on me. And she, like, 
reveals that she's been infected by the phantoms and the spirits that they found are keeping it in control. So then they go, she goes to find the next one, which is number seven, and some shit happens. And, uh, like, I guess the barrier starts breaking down and, and it attracts all the phantoms around. So people die. And, uh, then the general's like, whoa, this is not cool. Um, we need, we need a, she's, she's possessed by the aliens because they find out that she's been recording her dreams and her dreams have to do with the aliens. So he takes charge of everything. He's like, martial law now. And he's like, the only way that people are going to let me fire the Zeus cannon, because I really want to blow some shit up, is mm-hmm. to lower the barrier that's protecting the whole fucking town mm-hmm. from these phantom things. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just let a couple in. And he fucks up, and they just let's legion of them in. And people start dying. Shit goes to fucking hell in a handbasket. And so the scientist chick and her boyfriend, who was the captain of that group that saved her earlier, uh, or her ex-boyfriend, I guess, uh, make their way to find the last spirit because it's the last hope and salvation. Did that dude look like Ben Affleck to you? No. He looked really a lot like Ben. Like Affleck he had the kind me. of same haircut. He fucking and maybe the like the same jaw, but his like other facial features were a little bit different. Okay. I guess I don't know. Continue. He didn't really remind him of anybody, but I did like that Steve Buscemi was in this fucking film. Oh yeah. And like you can. Well, we'll talk about the, we'll talk about the voice actors in a minute because there it's a hell of a list. Uh. Yeah, so they get to the they the the find the eighth spirit is actually in the crater where the meteor impacted from the alien planet because the alien planet exploded like it somehow spontaneously combusted and it ejected a piece of the planet and it and then that meteorite crashed on Earth and that's where the what, aliens they, came from. Well, they killed each other like it was. Yeah, it was, like it was nuclear war or some yeah, bullshit. Yeah, and the whole the, planet exploded from mm-hmm, the inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're angry because they're dead and they can't go to their afterlife or something. So I it guess. took them until this point to realize that the things they're fighting are ghosts. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. But corporal ghosts that it can like affect the world itself somehow. I don't know. Uh so they get there, uh they find the last spirit, but at the same time, the uh dude man, the general, fires a Zeus cannon and blows everybody the fuck up. But somehow the eighth spirit is actually the something to do with the aliens, and because she's been infected, they reconstitute they take the eighth spirit energy and reconstitute her body somehow. And then that kind of like is a backflow and backs the cannon blast back up and blows up the Zeus thing. And the aliens are happy because they can re- reunite with their alien Gaia spirit thing. And so they disappear. And for all this to happen, her, her ex-boyfriend, Gary, I think his name was, I don't remember, had to like Gray. He had to sacrifice yeah. his life because he needed, they needed the little spirit energy his body possessed or some shit to power of this transformation and so the movie ends with her holding his corpse gazing out into the the new liberated world with no phantoms god something like that something like that happened help me i think i interpreted that properly excuse me well it's because they they don't there are a few points where Kiefer sutherland breaks it or donald sutherland sorry donald sutherland breaks in and explains the plot and but there are a lot of times where he really needs to and nobody does where I think I do pretty good following along uh, complex plots and storylines and movies. But this movie, honestly, I had no idea what was going on half the time. I'm like, this is so like they did nothing to make me care. Nothing. But OK, let's 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 go back to our original sort of breakdown. What works for you in this movie, Nick? CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the animation, like the action scenes, mm-hmm. were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them weren't. 
but whatever. Um, that's about it. I All liked, right. I liked some of the tech. I guess we'll give it that. I liked some of the tech they had. Okay. Like the recording dream things was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like the way they did the barrier stuff was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the planes, the spacecraft, everything was cool. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Okay. Um, I will. I will give props to, of course, the animation. While some of the Uncanny Valley stuff really does kind of weird, like not weird me out or make me afraid. It just sort of dissuades me from watching it. It just kind of makes me uncomfortable. Um, the uh, I thought the monster or the aliens were really cool. A lot of the designs on the aliens are pretty sweet. Um, how Wait, they all look the same. No, because the they're monsters. Well, yeah, because there's different types. Yeah, I don't know what the hell those things were though. Like, the, like the snake dragon thing flying around. Well, essentially, I think it's supposed to be like the 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 fauna of the planet, because every living being. Oh yeah, I guess that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they so. only ever show us the alien. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or humanoid type, whatever. Yeah. Creatures, they won't see anything else in her dreams. Yeah. Just those things fighting. Yeah, but so that kind of threw me off. I'm like, I was like, what the fuck are those? Where do they come from? I now I took them as 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 they're supposed to be the the native um, fauna of the planet. Um, a lot, you're right. A lot of the tech looked cool. Sort of uh, the barrier around the city, I thought was kind of neat. Um, the voice acting was, I think, was pretty on point. I mean, let's talk about some names we had. We had Donald Sutherland. We had um, Bill Pullman, we had, um, Ming-Na Wen, we had, uh, Steve Buscemi, Steve Buscemi who should really stay to voice work. Cause let's look at his face and be honest. Nobody really wants Have to you seen that comparison between Steve Buscemi and then somebody else who kind of looks like him. Like it's a female and like, it's like on one side, it's like no. the ugliest, ma- the guy who's universally acclaimed to be the ugliest man. Mm-hmm. in acting or whatever and then like you have like one of the most beautiful women in acting but they look almost exactly the same i have to find that and show you it's you'll have to weird. show me because i have no idea i'll put it on twitter when he sends it to me um now i i, I think that's really where i i draw blanks because i mean i got nothing else now yeah. what didn't work for you nick the plot anything else the plot okay. uh the oh, and Ving Rhames? Fucking Ving Rhames? Oh, he was in that shit? Yeah, he was the... Of course, he was the black guy. Oh, that's right. The one that died. Pinned well, in the truck. his whole fucking team died. Well, yeah, and that's weird. Scientist and chick's the only one that was I, left alive. Yeah, it's... Because they were going to reuse her for their own film, so she can't be dead. Guys, there's a reason. Like, they could have... They could have marketed this movie any number of ways. It just the plot is not there. I mean, Chicky Boo made it into Maxim Magazine for Christ's sake, but nobody went and saw this movie. Yeah. Like they're like, "Oh, we can make hot CGI babes, but God forbid, give a story to them because this shit's rough." Like, because I mean, I can't. I am. I'm in a lack of words. I can't even articulate the pure disdain I had for the story in this movie, and we haven't even got to Advent Children yet, and we all know how I feel about that, probably, at this point. But, I... I don't know, like, it was just boring. Yeah, I had a... Like, I remember watching this when I was a little kid, and kind of enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, me too, like, I... But now like, it's... it was novel, I guess. But I watched it, I got, like, 40 minutes through, and I had to stop. I'm like, yo, I can't watch this again. So I stopped, and then I came back to it later, and it just, I was, like, begrudgingly finishing it off, but I'm like, fuck. I haven't stopped... 
halfway through a movie in a long time. Oh no! Like, like it was like I was like I literally need some kind of mental something. I need something to happen in my life right now because this there's nothing in this that is getting my attention. I mean, even the action sequences barely held my attention. Like, I mean, there were some like cool stuff, I guess. I mean, the final one when they're running through they were the never hangar. On the offensive. There was always on the defense. They yeah, they're always running. They're always running. Run, and it's yeah. the same every single time. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, that's what didn't work. So let's let's just cut this bitch off at the knees and give it our ratings. Um. So plot, uh, it's getting a one from me. How about you? It's also getting a one from me. Uh, if I could give it a zero, I would. Um, you get point five. I do. I will say I like I. I read up on what the I guess the director was going for. Yeah. I, all right. So the symbology and sort of like message and sort of like the high concept there, I'm okay with. But the execution was just so god awful. It was the worst. If all right. So, Mr. Uh, Sakaguchi, um, let's let's call you the Gooch Miser or something. Um, If you if he wanted to stick to writing and like wanted to be on the writing crew, it probably and just let anybody else direct somebody with some directing know how come in and direct the film. It might have been better. Like if he if he come up with the original script and then they had like a, a small team of writers come in and touched up sort of do rewrites like sort of address the concept and sort of alter the dialogue to make it make sense yeah and then had a director come in with a vision based on a script and do it from there I assure you they could have made the concept in the story and the movie work yeah but the fact that it was his brainchild he made them oodles of money with the final fantasy video games they're like fuck it let him do it i guess which i can think of zero times in which that has worked out anywhere in hollywood so don't (laughs) oh shit um like always play to your strengths that's the key for everything mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so um but Plot. All right. So what's what's next? Cinematography. Cinematography. I, I guess I'll give it a four. I think everything looks great. Some of the art design on, I mean, the design on the characters, the tech, the the city, the monsters, the dystopian wastelands, the alien planet. Um, some of the effects where the where how the monster kills you, how it basically rips your soul out from you because it's a spirit, so it's eating your spirit. All that stuff looks really cool. I think it, and as much as you know, I, it does weird me out. Um, the movie's still pretty. I mean, it's still it is a piece of art essentially. You know, the, to think about what they did with what they had was must have been a painstaking process, and it is still impressive to this day. So, um. I'll give it a four. Okay. I will also give it a four. Uh, for many of the same reasons. I also liked that they stuck with like an older style of, I guess, placing scenes where they did mm-hmm. a lot of wide shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that you could ac- accurately see what's happening in this you know, on the scene. Well, they they to- did it. This they did the. Uh, this is actually a, a very much a, a Square Enix thing to do, especially in video games. Like we'll get to when we get to t- average children in a minute. You know that wasn't by Square Pictures. That was sort of you know they had the writing team and the story. That's you know, but 
like if you play a game like Final Fantasy 12 or Final Fantasy 13 or even 10, they have a habit. They have slowly been transitioning to look what we can do as opposed to like the weird sort of uh, niche RPG crown where they started. Now it's sort of their games are very visual and they do a ton of wide shots in the video game. So you think about the number of times where your character is itty bitty on that screen, but you can see the full horizon and it is intended to make you go, Ooh, uh, and they did that a lot in this movie and you write it as evocative an older style. You think something like Ben Hur and stuff like that where you use a super wide lens kind of stuff. And there's a lot of that and you can actually see what's happening. I know where he's going with that. Trust me. Um, but, uh, I just, it's just probably because I've seen so many bullshit films lately where they're just like close ups and everything and zoom in, zoom out. And mm-hmm. like, you don't really need that. You can let the characters and whatever's going on tell the story. And, I felt like well, it's mostly a, it's it's an it's a, it's a thing for action, so that you don't have to. It's so you can film it safer, cheaper, more effectively. Know, but it doesn't work for me. And it doesn't work for it doesn't really work for me either. I mean, I like it in some places. I don't where I don't like it. So if we're gonna go off really on this tangent, when I have a problem with quick cutting and shaky cam fight scenes, is when there are a lot of combatants. Okay. If there's two, um. I think I can follow it a little better. So, like, you take some of the superhero movies. So, like, Captain America does a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of some others. There was... um, I'm drawing a blank. But there are times where it happens, and I'm okay with it. Okay. Um, Especially if it's just... If it's two combatants, I can live with it. But when you're talking about, like, a group fight scene where it's, like cut to punching this guy punch to this i'm like wait a second who's he fucking fighting now yeah, like yeah. that i i have a problem with who's fighting who that kind of stuff or when it's spanning great distances so like uh like if they're fighting on say so like the avengers too where everybody's different like in a different area and they're cutting to everybody doing their own yeah thing. especially that's fine as long as you use it sparingly but if that's the, cru- the crux of your film then that's definitely a problem yeah when it's an hour of your film yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, like we haven't even got to it. I'm already complaining about it. Um, <laughs> so four on the cinematography. What would you give the audio? Um, three. The voice okay. acting was well done. I can't tell you any of the music in the film. I don't remember any of it. Yeah. So the sound effects, I guess, were cool. If there were any. I don't remember. Yeah. The only that reason I give memorable. it, I give it a three for voice acting. I that, that's it because I mean. I could probably listen to fucking Steve Buscemi read a dictionary because the man's crazy. He's weird. It's whatever. Um, the Ming Na Wen did a really good job. Oh yeah, no, and nobody knew who Ming Na Wen. It like I saw the credits of Ming Na Wen. That's fucking Agent What's Her Face on yeah. Agents of Shield. She's been a lot of shit that I didn't know she was actually. Yeah, I know she. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, another tangent we don't want to get onto. Yeah, we don't want to digress. So, no, um, yeah, that's. Uh, what what and then the overall experience? What would you give it? Two. Mind 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 defending that. Defending a two? Why is that a one? Yeah, why is that a one? Um, because if it's, I would say if it's your first experience to this and you are of an age where you don't know any better, mm-hmm. you can sit through it and possibly find some kind of enjoyment in it. So if you come at it from a place of naivety and ignorance, you can yes. enjoy the movie. To an extent. Like, it's a struggle to enjoy something you can't understand. So, if you're not trying to understand what the fuck's going on... So, this is for an intelligent 12-year-old boy. Is that what you're telling me? 
less than intelligent. Like you don't have to be intelligent. As long well, as to follow can. the story, you have to have some sort of wit about you. Yeah, but I'm saying if you don't even try, just they're just looking at the pretty effects and shit, then it's okay. I guess. If you're into trying to puzzle out what the fuck this thing's about, more power to you. You might enjoy the murder mystery thing going on, but uh, definitely not my cup of tea. Typically, if I'm watching a film, I'm shutting my brain off. Oop, shit. So, there's that. Like, it doesn't help when they don't give you enough clues the first viewing to ac- adequately understand what the fuck just happened. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch it again, you have... Or at least read a synopsis beforehand before you watch it, then you kind of have a gist. The synopsis is just as boring as the movie. Yeah. You might as well be reading a damn textbook. It is bad. So, I mean, I gave it a one because it it takes a lot to bore me in a movie because I will watch utter garbage. Like monkey shine. Like monkey shines or like real genius from, was it like 1993 Val Kilmer? I can't remember the other guy's name, but I love weird kind of crappy stuff and this was just boring this was like polished shit yeah yeah it's proof that you can polish a turd um okay moving on to our final and uh third film final fantasy advent children of course is a follow-up to the game final fantasy 7 i don't know where they know i was going with that it was released <laughs> Released uh, in Japan in September 2005 and North America in April 2006. I remember b- the hype for this movie was unreal when I was a kid because, I mean, Final Fantasy VII, my favorite thing, one of my favorite games ever of all time, and they're going to make a movie that's even better. Um, I remember going to buy it when it first came out, and the only copy I could get was a UM, uh, UMD disc for the PSP. And you bought it? I did buy it. I still have it for the PSP. Did you even have a PSP? Yeah, I had a PSP. So, I mean, the first time I watched it was on, uh, like, a a charter bus on the way to D.C. Like, I just sat there and watched uh, Advent Children for their drive. Um, More power to you, man. I have never bought a UMD movie. I had that in Resident Evil. Okay. The first one? Yep. And uh, a collection of Beavis and Butthead. That I can get behind. That I can definitely get behind. Um, I own those. Uh, I, the only one I bought was the Final Fantasy one. Like I think my parents had bought the other ones for okay. me when I got the Vita or something. Not the Vita, the PSP or whatever. Um, but I will tell you, this movie has gotten worse every time I've seen it. Damn. Because the first time I saw it, when I saw it that first time as a teenager on the bus to D.C., I was like, okay, that was cool because it was more Final Fantasy. I fucking love it. And the more I thought about it and the more I saw it, the more I hated it. And the I'll just break down the plot before I really get into the details. Essentially what it is is it takes place years after, um, I forget what they call the day. They had a special name for it in the movie. But after meteors sent away and um, people are sick with what they call geostigma and everybody believes that it's the planet um, being mad and humankind. Um, And it's sort of then you have these three revenants of Sephiroth, uh, Kadaj, Laz, and Azula, something like that. No, it's like it starts with Yuzu. Yuzu, sorry. Like kazoo. 
Yeah. Um, and they are after the remaining piece of Genova currently held by Rufus, who's still alive somehow. Um, and it's sort of then like they're trying to like they brainwash the kids and control them somehow. And Cloud's trying to stop all this because him and Tifa are running like this halfway orphanage for kids who've lost their parents during all this stuff, but Cloud's out doing his clown thing, being douche Gerdan. Um, he's also sick. Uh, it's just a lot of fight sequences back-to-back, really, um, but they essentially want the uh, the last piece of Genova to become whole and become Sephiroth again to have another reunion. Um, it is revealed that Geostigma is actually Sephiroth's last effort Um at the end of FF7, essentially, he wants to make everybody sick. So when they die and they return to the live stream, he is yet again um, part of the live stream and can ride this planet as the um, cosmic spaceship of doom that he wants to in the game. Um, and then Cloud fights him. There's a lot of weird afterlife um, spirit world sort of flashes where um, Cloud sees Eris and Zack. And we watched the complete edition, which is another 25 minutes of bullshit. Um, so, but that's essentially the plot. Uh, the movie's what, an hour and 40, maybe two hours at most long. Yeah, the complete version was like complete hours. Yeah, Yeah, complete version's about an hour, 42 hours long, somewhere in there. And only, I would say, 40 minutes of it is dialogue and plot. The other hour are fight scenes. Yeah, sounds right. Um, or chase scenes or. Or Action. tracking shots, anything that's not people talking. Uh, so, and it's funny because some of the main characters get like maybe one or two lines mm-hmm. in the game. Like the villains speak more than the main characters. Oh, way more than they. Yeah, like Kadaj has way has more lines than I would say Cloud does. Granted, half of what he says is "mother." Uh, uh, <laughs> but but yeah. aside from the weird mothery bullshit of it. My main concern, and I, I kind of pointed these things out to Nick as we were watching it, is that the movie is not only within itself visually inconsistent, but it does not feel appropriate to the visuals of Final Fantasy VII. Now, the since the 3D animation and rendering technology at the time was new and they were growing pains, and the, the, a lot of the models of the characters in-game leave things to the imagination... The pre-rendered backgrounds, as we'll talk about when we do the review, were very detailed. They're gorgeous, and nothing in this game evokes anything from uh, nothing in this movie evokes anything from the game. Um, so, but that's my key complaint. We'll first we'll start off with what works for us in this movie, and I'll go first since I did it this time. Oh boy, um, nothing. No, that's not true. Um, I, I'm always a fan of seeing char- these characters again, so having them show up was cool. Um, as much playtime as we got out of Vincent was kind of cool. I enjoyed that. Um, hearing the music over a lot of those 3D rendered scenes, like seeing that, like the final sequence from Final Fantasy VII, fully 3D rendered with Red 13 running through with his kids that he somehow had even though he's the last of his species um with the music overplaying like the orchestrated version of the music 
all that's really cool to hear the orchestrated versions of these music, like the the fucking two hour long fight scene at the end with Cloud and Sephiroth. But that orchestrated version of One Winged Angel, even though that's not my favorite track from Final Fantasy VII, still is really good. Um, I think that's all I got. What do you got, Nick? You got anything? Um, this is more emotional, mm-hmm. I guess. I like guess it's a personal kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, but every time I see Aerith or Zach pop up on the screen, I get yeah. like, that warm and fuzzy feeling. Yeah, no, I agree. And then anytime some of the nostalgic songs come up, that mm-hmm. you can you can remember, you can get that same kind of feeling, like mm-hmm. the, the feeling of comfort, like this is all right, this is what I like, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, unfortunately, there's not enough of that in the film, mm-hmm. like because as you were saying, they it doesn't feel like the world of Final Fantasy VII anymore. Mm-mm. So. Um, another thing I liked, uh, Vincent did some pretty cool vampire shit. Yeah, I know. uh, That's about it. (laughs) And I mean, I don't want this to turn into 20 minutes of us harping on Final Fantasy, um, Avid Children, but I'm going to kind of break it down into this. Okay. Like I said, the environments don't feel the same. Um, these slums that were supposed to exist below these plates, even though they established that the plates are gone, yet somehow there, because the size on Midgar is com- completely inconsistent when you watch this. First, it zooms out, and that center thing is kind of crumpled. There's not a lot of it left. But then, like, there's other shots where there's still some of the plates up. Um, but the, the stuff down, uh, like the, that were in these slums is, it looks almost dystopian. Like there's just pieced together, not some modern esque city built underneath. Like it, it should still look like this rundown shanty town built under some factory somewhere. And it just doesn't, um, the character redesigns were a little, are hard to handle, um, because you know you're 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 making this movie to play on people's nostalgia yet you're going to redesign the characters in pretty pretty um spectacular outstanding ways and i don't mean that in like a, a as a good thing like way outside the box kind of stuff and then the gravity so you play the game there are a lot of weird scenes where there's a lot of very like long jumping going on um, but this game, th- this movie is ridiculous. Like the, f- not, not only do they once do the impossible, physically impossible thing where somebody is in midair and throws somebody else further in midair, they do it three times in that sequence, three times. And fourth time, if you imply that he sees the heiress spirit in the Bahamut attack and she throws him up too. So, I mean, that sort of stuff, it does not feel grounded enough so i mean i have no problem giving them like superhero-esque ability um because it's fantasy and you know we're talking about absorbing crystals and casting magic and that kind of stuff but it has to feel in line with the game so um i think me and nick we're talking about like on a scale like if you're on a scale from one to ten one being an average person like five to six would be like a really adept martial artist or um, parkour kind of person. And then seven and eight sort of being like that superhero range with like 10 and 11 being like Dragon Ball Z anime, like kind of floating fight against space kind of shit. They should really be at the seven or eight scale. If you ask me sort of like they can really 
leap and jump far distance. But there is times in this movie where people are like people, bicycles, falling debris is essentially weightless because it, it basically hangs in air or you're able to stand on it sideways. Um, and they don't, a lot of times they don't have any mass. Like, no. Many of the characters cleave and saw through swaths of chunks of metal and brick and concrete like it's motherfucking butter. And I'm like, all right, there's there's no way in hell any of their swords or anything would sustain the sharpness enough after the first swing on anything no. to get through that. I doubt they have enough strength no. in them as a person to cleave through all this without having to stop. Nobody's ever sweating. There's people hanging out on walls like they're fucking Spider-Man. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and I think that's the ultimate, pro- like, one of the biggest sort of differences in now between the game feels and where the... Because in the game, if people could jump and fly and cleave through shit like this, then it would have really solved most of, most of the problems in the game. Like, I mean, I can think of a whole time where I'm, I'm having to stop and, like, warm myself climbing a cliff when I could have just jumped from the bottom to the top. Hell, in you heartbeat. Even a buggy. You can just jump across the goddamn rivers every single time. Exactly. Like just hop across. Like that's so. I mean, it, it just the inconsistency. I get that what they were going for, and I think me and Nick were talking. Um, I think this game might. Um, I keep saying game, but this movie might have been better if it was like a two D animated anime, because then you could just say they they hey they made a Final Fantasy VII anime that's a sequel to the game, yeah. and then it's all sort of covered, and you're okay. Because it's it's two D. It's not you're trying to real so, like hyper realize the characters into a three D environment. You're not trying to do any of that. You were essentially making an action packed beat 'em up movie that's a sequel to the the game. But when you're trying to like three D realize it, I think it makes it a step too far and makes it hard to to get behind. Yeah, I was telling Brent that my biggest problem was that they didn't adapt the physics that was built inside the world of Final Fantasy VII Mm -hmm. into this. Like, they changed fundamental elements of the way the world worked just because they wanted it to look cool. And, I mean, it it looked cool, but it's, like, the same time, like, what the the fuck's going on? Yeah, it's it's not loyal enough to the source material. Like, material, even though, like... Source material. Source material. What the hell is that? Mushmouth. What the hell is that? Source... Soy, soy. Uh, I mean, I wish I could summon Bahamut with a blue materia. Fuck you, Kadash. Um, or like he's got blue material and shooting like uh, like beams out of his hand or some shit, and it's blowing stuff up. Like no, that's that not be green. That should be green, exactly. And, and like when he summon, he does the summon animation for Bahamut. Like he has like that cool circle with the runes on it. If that had just been red instead of blue, like. That's another one of those moments, like the music or like the ringtone, that would have just made the movie better. They should have been, a, they should have just did that all over the place, just just fucking uh, fan, service. fan service all over the place, and it would have been a bit like when Tifa's fighting uh, the laws laws in the church. Like if she had did a sp- round kick and a dolphin came out of the ground and fucking sucker punched him or whatever, then I like I would have got up and screamed and cheered and clapped. Like, I mean, just make it fucking ridiculous. The game's ridiculous. How is the only person that uses his limit breaks in this? And he doesn't even use it right. No. Like, I don't he remember had, using Omni Slash and having eight ghost swords. And he does Clim Hazard once, I think, yep. or is it Blade Beam, where he does the blame? 
I the might be blade beam. Blade yeah. beam thing. And then it doesn't split up and hit more things. And I get that the chase scene on the motorcycle is supposed to be like, ah, we're doing G bike. No, you're not doing G bike. Like if he had had like the sword and you're just like bashing him in the head sideways, like instead of them spinning and balleting on fucking motorcycles and tossing them with their hips. And he, yeah, he fucking like he just like thigh crunched it and fucking tossed it with a pelvic thrust. What is that? <laughs> what is that? Ugh. I mean, I, even if I atta- detached myself from the source material for this, I don't know if I would feel any better about it. Like, because I think that's the only reason you come in to watch this movie. Like, I would say so. Like, outside of being a Final Fantasy movie, Final Fantasy VII movie, it has nothing. Like, you, even if it was, so let's change the characters into being its own story where there's this thing called the geostigma and of, of, you would have to do a little more explaining connect the characters to it i i don't i don't then it would suffer from in-game villain syndrome where yeah. there's a big bad villain you don't see him to last 10 minutes of the game yeah, yeah and I, I don't think it makes it a better movie so all right uh, where do we start uh plot plot uh two being generous i guess like, yeah I just give. I'm gonna got, give it a two as well. Like I got nothing. Like you've got, like I mean, the characters stay in their role, sort of. Mm-hmm. Pop up, so that's not nothing too bad of a departure. Mm-hmm. It just the movie's not about Cloud, Tifa, anybody on the team. It's about Radaj, whatever the fuck his name, Rajad, whatever the fuck his name. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, and his quest to Kadaj. be Kadaj. Yeah, it's what about the. R? No, it's about the Revenants, really. They have more screen time. Rufus has almost as much screen time as Cloud does. And... Hell, they should have made the movie about Reno and Rue. That would have been a better movie. Yeah, that's... Oh, that's what we got to mention and what works for us, the Turks. Yeah, Like, they're probably the only thing, really. And, I mean, it just... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Uh, They could have done it it better. Like, they could have just gotten rid of the Advent children. Mm Mm-hmm. And had Sephiroth come back somehow. And then, yeah, or, and then I mean, build up the strength of fighting have again. the Revenants be a thing, but have the movie be almost all from Cloud's perspective. Like, these guys start showing up, this thing start happening, he's having to figure out who they are, then he starts seeing them, then he has to figure out who they are, and then he has to fight them instead of these arbitrary fight scenes where they just show up, they fight, they split off into different parts, and the fight accomplishes nothing. Yeah. Like, if they had taken that time and made it more of i guess a mystery like something's afoot like kids are disappearing like there's word of like sephiroth and Genova back on the streets like i think again yeah that you better. improve the movie that would have been better as you're saying like i didn't really take it into account as i'm watching but thinking about it afterwards they could have done without maybe 70 percent of the fight scenes as you yeah, said like they accomplished nothing Tifa, like, he literally finishes the fight, gets a phone call, and he's like, uh, no, I'm just kind of bullshitting around. And he stuns her, takes yeah. Marlene, and leaves. Yeah. Instead of, like, so the fight scenes ultimately accomplish nothing. Like, if they, you just want to show off him fighting Tifa. Well, instead of doing that, you know, have him show up and stun her, then he's more of a threatening villain because he one-shot fucking Tifa. We already know Tifa's a badass. Yeah. 
but he one-shots her. And then we're talking about the Bahamut scene, right? So you have everyone show up for the fight against Bahamut, but their sole purpose is to throw Cloud into the air. What if they did another iconic Final Fantasy VII spell? Well, Bahamut is iconic to the series. What if we did something like Knights of the Round? Then you have 12 individual summons running around the city causing havoc, and that way you can split that fight scene into one person has a knight, and they each sort of fight them down. That way, each you can give each character that badass moment that you want to give them in that movie before getting back to Cloud being the, you know, Final Fantasy Jesus. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, again, like, there's a lot of things they're doing unnecessarily, like, the, to pay even poor fan service. Like, the, you make them show up for nothing. Like, you give Vincent more playtime and more time to be a badass than you do any other character, ex- with the exception of Tifa. The only time you see Kate Sith in his entirety is the first five seconds when they're going back yeah. over the what happened before, and you see, like, I think it's Red Thirteen, Kate Sith, and you the see couple him, you see kind of leaping at something yeah. briefly. And then when he comes back, it's just the cat, not the actual doll. Yeah, and he's rotting Red 13 for some reason. It's like, what? what is going on? He here? serves no purpose. He does nothing. does nothing. And if there had been a fight on the streets, then there would have been a fight on this. I mean, it, and you could have had, like... Shit, they could have had his controller come in mm-hmm. or something, like, cut in. Like, you just do cut into him, like, hey, guys, I'm on the scene now. Like, my doll's broken or whatever. I'll just send it to the cat thing. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not much help. Stop, explain why it's not there. Mm-hmm. Because he literally... Because you can't work it into a jump sequence. That's the only reason it's not there. I guess. Because they couldn't work it into the jump sequence. Yes. It's just weird because in the game, it literally... Like, his thing dies. And then in 10 seconds later, he's back with a brand new one. Yeah, exactly. So you know, have th- like if you're worried about how to make him badass on the on the fighting floor, or fighting in the city, then have three of them show up. Yeah, like he's got an army of these things, mm-hmm. and he's just have three of them show up. Or or hell, he's a joke character. You can make him the joke character. He's just with his megaphone cheering on everybody else fighting, and then like he does some stupid shit. Or the fan service joke that everybody wants. He shows up to be a badass, fights, stands up, stands off against one of the knights. It just one shots him. And that's why he like Red Thirteen shows up and saves him, and that's why the cat's riding around on Red exactly. Thirteen there you because go. you the character's a joke character. You make a joke of him for the fans that know he's a joke, and you move on. Like, I feel like we're rewriting a better movie here. So, and I don't want this to turn into Bitch Fest 2013. So, um, thirteen, we're sixteen now. I know this is this argument is so three years uh, ago. Okay. Get the joke. All right, yeah. it was layered. Okay, um, Hi. so. Plot, we gave them, what, twos? Cinematography. Uh, I would say the fight scenes were outlandish, but they were choreographed well. Yeah, they fun say. to watch. Definitely. Um, and the CGI, pretty good. There's a lot of scenes where they'd be kind of going over a part of the city. And if you look at, like, a corner, it looks like they had taken it, like, directly from real life mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, but then like, you always get something that's more concentrated and you're like oh that's definitely cgi so they kind of had they did it was really well done um i would say i would give it a three and a half okay i'd probably give it i'd probably give it she i'd probably be about a three and a half too i think the cg's still amazing it's really 
good to look. I mean, it's nice on the eyes. I mean, the fight scenes are interesting. Um, I, I loved it the first time I saw it when I was a teenager because, I mean, it's you get to watch Cloud and Sephiroth do this cool fight scene through all this destruction, and it's totally badass and crazy. But it's the afterthought of how they just took it and made this 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 beloved thing and just made this sloppy thing is what makes it bad so uh, right up front it's it's like the execution of it as far as how it looks i think is okay um i'll give it a three and a half yeah okay um audio it's it's final fantasy it's final fantasy 7 music i mean for the most part i mean i'll i'll give it a straight four um i mean it's not it wasn't used as heavily as i would like i think because that one fight scene between Cloud and Sephiroth is so long, like you, f- I feel like so much of the movie is the One Wing Angel song. Yeah. Um, like if we had gotten more of Eris theme, more of Tifa's theme, um, like I don't even did they even play Tifa's theme when she's standing alone in the bar? I don't think so. They should have played Tifa's theme. Yeah. Like I mean the the I remix. Don't think they even did it when she was fighting. They did a remix of the boss theme when yeah. she was fighting. Yeah, not her stuff though. So um, I mean. There are other themes in the game that are amazing and that I just think they missed out on, so uh, yeah, I, I give it a four. Okay. Uh, I'll give it a three. Um, because... The voice like, acting the, is kind of shitty. Yeah, the voice acting, I'm like... Eh. I think they get a bunch of maybe B-list VAs to do kind of stuff. Because I was looking at the list, I don't recognize Don't cry, Yuzu. Oh, oh, the delivery. Definitely the delivery on a lot of stuff. It it's felt, so You could tell flat. they were reading... Off a script, no so contact flat. with nobody else anywhere, and I f- it felt like they, a lot of people phoned it in, like they're just like, "All right, I'm here to pick up a check." Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I, no idea who these characters are, what this context is. Like, if I have to read "Mother" one more time, I'm going to yeah. shoot myself. Yeah. Um, like the saving grace is that fact that they did use Final Fantasy VII music occasionally, yeah. not as much as I would have liked, but. What they did, they did justice to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's about it. three. Three. All right, and then that leaves us with what audit overall experience. Yes. So I'll let you go first. Okay. Because I'm gonna give mine two scores. What like before and now? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I will say I'll give it a three. Okay. I want to say two point five, but I'll be I'll do a three. Okay. It's not something. That I would watch again anytime soon. Um, hell, I don't know if I'd really watch it ever again. Honestly, I've seen it like twice. That's more than enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're if you're a hardcore fan, it's definitely worth at least watching the one time, mm-hmm. just to kind of get that extra. Because they're not rele- they're not undoing this continuity, so it's yeah. part of. The what is it? The FF Seven Compendium or whatever they call it, collection. I don't know. They the Dirge of Cerberus in the. Well, Crisis Core is okay. Crisis Crisis Core is okay. It's worth playing. Dirge of Cerberus. It's just short. Like it's 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 a fucking flash game. You know, I mean, it's mechanically void of anything really sophisticated, and it's you know maybe a seven hour game. So I mean, it's it was a lot of hype for a lot of nothing, and I think that's what people hated about it. Um, it made it had some weird implications for what Hojo and stuff was actually doing. But I mean, I, I had fun the one time I played it, but okay. then I put it down, never picked it back up again. Okay. It wasn't. But Crisis Core play, you should play Crisis Core. I think I will. 
eventually one day when I get, catch up on my backlog. It's a it's a lot. Of, it's like Zach's a, Zach's a bro, man. He is such a bro. Okay. So well, I mean, he seems like a cool character. I almost wish that we just played Zach throughout the game, mm-hmm. honestly. But we got Cloud. Well, we'll get into that in the FS7 review because I have things to say about the themes and stuff in the game and that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Well. So what are your two scores, man? Um, the first time I watched this, so like that that initial watch on the PlayStation uh, Portable on the way to DC, I would have given it a four, even a four point five, because again, it was more of something I loved, and that's you know sometimes people view that as always a good thing, but I will say that it has lost a solid half a point every time I've watched it since. Down to this viewing, I would almost give it a one. The 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 th- the thought of watching this movie again really sort of offends me like to a point where I wish this wasn't part of the continuity. They go so far in so many directions that it really kind of makes it hard for a person that, you know, as I've said on the show before, Final Fantasy seven, it was my gateway drug. Like it was my intro to a genre that I now have such a passion for that I fucking make all this time out of, my day out of my month to play a game to sit down and record it and put it on the internet um so it is a real source of things that have influenced what i like you know and they take it and they just mutate it in such a weird way that it is so just not for me anymore um to the point where i mean what was I going to say? Like the the initial premise, even so, is like this, this geo stigma, right? The planet came and fought off Meteor, but they're mad at us. So you're implying the whole shit that Eris did is ultimately going to kill you? Why would she have done it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the results the same. You just delayed the inevitable. Exactly. So, like the fact that people believe that that it was part of Sephiroth, like it just the. The whole thing just hurts my brain when I watch it. Like you can ask Nick, like the I was my if my eyes could roll any further, they would have rolled right out of my head. He like, was quipping throughout the whole film. Like it was like I'm like, all right, Brent. I just I guess I get it. And so I mean I I mean I want more Final Fantasy things, but I think of the discussion on where Square Square Enix is headed these days is for another show. Um, because there is a debate to be had whether they've lost sight and lost track of where they should be versus what they're doing. I think that's a legitimate argument to be made for a different show, so I won't do it here. I think I've spoken enough on that. So, uh, you know, from a 4.5 down to... I'll give it a 1.5. I've probably got one viewing left in me for the rest of my life to give it down to a 1. So it's just, I don't know, it's just where I stand. I mean, I can't... Would that be one more viewing of the director's cut or one more viewing of the original cut? No, I'm saving 25 minutes of my life. Okay. Because, the, I mean, we did watch the complete edition, and it's 25 minutes of really nothing. Um, there's a scene where you see Denzel pick Steel Cloud's phone and talk to Tifa and cry and pass out. And then there's just a lot of – it's a lot of a minute and two here or a minute and two there of extra stuff during either a fight scene or a chase sequence that just didn't need to be there. So I mean, yeah. This is, it's, it, it, I don't need character development for Denzel. Why should I care about Denzel? Why are you introducing another character? 
when you already spend more time with your villains than you do with I, I, I'm yeah, out. they spent more time on Denzel than they did on Marlene, and Marlene I'm, I'm is out. a better character. She is a better character. She introduces the world, this film, to us, and we don't hear from her. Hey, much. why don't you yeah. spend less time? Um, writing lines for Denzel and spend more time coming up with real lines for people to say that aren't dilly dally shilly shally. Right. Oh, also another thing that offended me was that you see Red Thirteen for like maybe fifteen minutes or like maybe not that much, maybe like ten minutes mm-hmm. of this film. And he's doing stuff. He speaks one line at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? Well, you know the uh, initial initial concept for him is his voice is supposed to be like Sean Connery's. Wait, what? When when the original it's supposed to be a goddamn Highlander dog thing? Mm-hmm. Alrighty then. That's that's a that's a legitimate thing, so. Sure. But uh I also heard that he didn't get as much screen time in this movie because they it, they would have had a hard time rendering his fur. But they could render that fucking cape that Vincent. Alright, we're really we're really just going down the rabbit hole here. Um because the show's already gotten long in the tooth. We're at about an hour hour and some okay. 20 20 something i don't know okay. it's a long show well, um, go, so uh but before we roll the outro here we are uh i don't know if it's this week or next week but we should be on retro kel's show we did we reviewed space adventure with him um that was a oh, thing nice. that was uh sort of i mean i had fun i had fun on the show <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> Let's do it more often yeah no definitely so go check that out he's part of the uh retro rpg shows feed um that's also they got the raptor rpg show with Derek and don they've been doing it since christ is on the cross so go listen to them i think they're currently um i think they're gonna work on a breath of fire game i don't know um uh, that means we can't do it uh we'll do sorry, it sorry wilson <laughs> jesus all right let me roll this outro here okay roll that beautiful beautiful ska music now you can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. Uh, there's a link there. It says forums. Click it. Go there. Talk to us. We're lonely. Love you, Anderson. All right. You can also follow us on Twitter at therpgpodcast. Um, you can send us an email, podcast at therpgshow.com. I keep saying therpgshow.com because you really need to put the the there. Because if you go to rpgshow.com, it's like lace wigs and shit. Don't go there. Nobody really cares. Um, make sure to check. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, unless you want to lace, what the fuck are you talking about? You really throw me off. Uh, leave us a rating <laughs> review on iTunes. Um, and I think that'll do it for us. So, um, until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Hold the phone. I know what you're going to do. You're going to change that podcast. Listen, 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 listen to me. Go right down in the show notes. There's a thing that says, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It has a little line underneath it. You just click on that Jimmy Junk, and that will take you right to our page on iTunes. And you can click that leave a rating and review button. Leave us five stars. Leave us four stars. Don't really matter. But leave us a rating and review. Each one counts. And we do so dearly love you in dirty ways for it. And remember to like and subscribe. <laughs> like we're on YouTube. <laughs>